0: Welcome to College Street Victory Church. You're listening to the weekly podcast with Pastor Matt Funk. Welcome to College Street. If you're joining us for the first time, welcome home. We are honored and blessed today because we are starting a new series called Miracle Stories. Miracle Stories. I've entitled today's message, Whatever He Says. I know most married men would say, Whatever She Says. In this case, we're talking about Jesus, okay? Whatever He Says. Uh, So, a miracle. A miracle, by definition, is a surprising and welcoming event that is not usually explainable. Not by science, not by the natural, but it involves a divine power. It involves God. It involves something super to hit our natural. Okay, this morning uh, we already had a seven o'clock service and I asked the man, I said, hey, how many of you, I'm going to ask you the same question, have received a miracle in your life or have witnessed a miracle in someone else's life? Sure hands. Look around the room. Hands up this is evidence that our God is on the move miracles are already in motion as we speak now show of hands how many of you could use a miracle or okay there that went up real quick Tracy I'm getting ready for you first hand up come on so we've seen countless miracles recently we've seen countless miracles physical miracles we've seen people that have been misdiagnosed mistreated and then we've seen people set free of depression anxiety we've seen not just physical but we've seen spiritual miracles we've seen relationships restored which we knew okay only it's got to be God there's no other way no other counselor no other psychologist that could make this happen and then God stepped in We have, you know, we were just at the Joshua house to say hi to all the men that are watching online right now from the Joshua house. Can you give it up for them? We were just there on Wednesday and the Lord, and I'm going to be honest with you because that's what I got to do. I'm a pastor. I got to be honest. Um, There was a moment, and the guys don't know this or hearing this for the first time, but I had finished teaching and I thought I brought a pretty solid word. We saw six of them give their heart to the Lord for the first time, 12 rededications, you know, and I was... uh, but I was running out of time. And I just felt this, this this prompting on my heart that somebody needs prayer. Someone needs a miracle. And, and to be honest with you, my flesh at the time was like, eh, you know, they could, somebody else could pray for them, but it, was, it got heavier on me. And so I just asked the men the same thing I just asked you. I said, could anyone use a healing? Could anyone use a touch? And all these hands went up. I'm like, all right, here we go. And we prayed, and 12 men received healing in that room. 12. If, you, if God will do it for them, he'll do it for you. Come on, say, God will do it for me. Now turn to someone else and say, God will do it for you. There we go. Oh. You know, we, we wish, we've witnessed some. That God is in the business of doing a new thing. And sometimes we, we can even get hung up in our method of the miracle and how we think it should happen. And uh, But I believe more important than the method is the message of the miracle. And it's the miracle maker. It's Jesus. And we're going to hear a little bit more about that, that story um, here found in John chapter 2. And before we go there, speaking of the miracle maker, Jesus himself was... A miracle. Did you know that? It was uh, prophesied that this virgin Mary would give birth to a son and that she would call him Emmanuel, meaning God with us. And it happened. And again, it happened not the way that most people thought it would happen. You see, our King of Kings and Lord of Lords wasn't born in a palace. The method of the miracle was in a manger in the most unlikely Place where God showed up and God can show up in the most unlikely place and space of your life even that area that might look a little messy right now he's got a message for you so get ready so we've had the honor my wife and I Pastor Charmaine and I have had the honor of praying with people and watching these miracles happen and some of these miracles have been babies that have been born Couples that were told they couldn't have kids and now have kids. And I don't know if you've noticed this, but this church is full of kids. That's full of miracles, okay, in the house of the Lord. And I believe that God has a miracle for you. Now, some of you get nervous because you're like, no, we're done having kids, but no, it's maybe something else that God wants to birth out of you that He put inside of you a long time ago. Camel is giving Rick a w- real interesting look right now. So let's, let's go. As I said, we're going to go to John chapter 2. Let's go to John cha- chapter chapter 2. And if you brought your Bibles with you, could you just hold them up? Even if they glow, hold them up. Um, we made a, my notes available to you also online. There will be a QR code that will show up. And uh, um, I know that all those that are watching at the Ruth and Naomi's just down the street and, and YouTube, I found out, thank you. I, now I got, I found out there's a lot of people watching on YouTube that we didn't know they're watching us. We're traveling around Canada and even into the United States and we're finding out like, Oh, I watch you all the time. You what? But I don't know. You know, you never know the impact that you have and everything you do says something. So will you be intentional with what you're saying today and this week? People are watching you. You have influence. Say, I have influence. I have influence and you might be part of somebody else's miracle because of the words that you speak and what you share this week, okay? So John chapter 2, I'm going to read verses 1 to 12. This is the first recorded miracle that Jesus did. It says, on the third day, a wedding took place at Canaan in Galilee, and Jesus' mother was there. And Jesus' disciples and Jesus had also been invited. Take note. They had been invited to the wedding. When the wine was gone, Jesus' mother said to him, they have no more wine. Thank you, Captain Obvious. (laughs) You know, if your mother speaks up and points something out that's obvious, that means there's just probably something she wants you to do about it. Oh, and the mom started, all the women started clapping. Yeah. Did you notice, Jesus? (laughs) Dear woman, why do you involve me? Jesus replied, my time has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, do whatever he tells you. I like that. Nearby stood six stone water jars, the kind used by the Jews on ceremonial washing, each holding uh, from 20 to 30 gallons. That's a lot. Jesus said to the servants, fill the jars with water, so they filled them to the brim. Then he told them, now draw out some and take it to the master of the banquet. They did so, and the master of the banquet tasted the water that had been turned into wine. He did not realize where it came from, though the servants who had drawn the water, they knew. Then he called the bridegroom aside and he said, everyone brings out the choice wine first and then the cheaper wine after the guests have had too much to drink. But you have saved the best for last, the best till now. This is the first of his miracle signs and Jesus performed in Canaan and Galilee and he thus revealed his glory and his disciples put their faith in him. Let's start with verse three. Verse three says, when the wine was gone, Jesus' mother said to them, they have no more wine. I'm going to give you a few ingredients needed in a miracle. And the first one is this. You need to understand the need for a miracle. You must have a need for a miracle. So the wine was gone. Is there something in your life that's gone that you need more of? How many times does the enemy want to create contention at a time of celebration? This was a celebration. This was a wedding, which, by the way, If you take note in the scripture, it says that Jesus had an invitation and so did his disciples. That means you better invite Jesus in if you want to receive your miracle. You better invite him to your party if you want to see more than just a party trick. Right? Jesus is in himself the miracle, but he's the miracle maker. What did we learn not long ago? Apart from him, we can do what? Nothing. So we need, we need to identify the need. And a need that requires something to take place or that it's something that wasn't there before and now you need it. Can you think of it? What that is? Write it down. And then he says, woman, why do you, why do you involve me? And, and just so you know, the Greek word for woman does not disrespect women, okay? It's not like the way that we sometimes use it and abuse it it's not just what you said but it's how you said it (laughs) someone's gonna write that down (laughs) jesus replied my hour has not yet come so his mother says to the servants do whatever he tells you oh i love that mary didn't give up i love that mary you got to understand mary raised jesus When the angel showed up to Mary and and said that she would conceive and have a child, and it would be through the Holy Spirit, and then when she had the child, and that child was born in a barn, and then wise men came out with all these gifts, and all these things took place, the angel showed up to the shepherds in their fields, keeping watch by their flocks by night. All this, it says Mary pondered in her heart. Jesus knew. The calling on her son, most importantly, God's son. Mary knew what Jesus was capable to do. Mary knew. And so the second point is there needs to be a willingness for us to do whatever. Whatever Jesus tells us to do. A willingness to do whatever. A miracle usually requires something to be done in a different way that's never been done before Have you ever heard the saying if you want to experience something you've never experienced before you need to be willing to do something you've never done before So say I mean, yeah right in order to become different we must do different God is in the business of doing different but sometimes we miss our miracle because we get so caught up in the method Maybe we saw God move a certain way and we try to recreate the way that he moved to try to get the same miracle. It's like doing the same thing all the time, expecting a different result. He says, behold, I do a new thing. Can you not see it? And it must have been weird for those men to fill it with water and expect wine. But Jesus is in the business of doing different, a new thing. It's hard. I get it. It's hard at times to see that, that where he's doing a new thing is, is in the wasteland. It's in the wilderness. That's where he's doing the places that seem, that are dry, not just seem dry, that are dry. The places where you don't see a way, he makes a way. He is the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through him. He's the way. But it's in those places. Can we see a miracle in the midst of a mess? Can we see Christ even in all of the confusion? Can we learn to trust in him with all our heart and lean not on our own understanding, but believe? Because faith is the evidence of things hoped for, yet not seen. Can Can you believe for it? Can you see it in here, even if you don't see it out there in the natural? Notice how Mary says to servants, do whatever. Are you willing to do whatever? Do whatever he tells you. Are you willing to do whatever Jesus tells you, even if it doesn't make sense, even if it goes beyond your comfort, your convenience? So many times the Lord is showing me that the person on the side of the road that needs help with their tire being changed, it's not about the tire. The thing I'm about to buy or sell a marketplace, it's not about that thing. It's about the truth that God wants to deliver to us and to them. It's not about always trying to figure out the reason, but the revelation that he wants to give you. He said, I got you. I love you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. I am your provider. And I will meet all of your needs according to my glorious riches. Through Christ Jesus. Fill the jars with water. Expect them to turn into wine. Not only would that not have made sense to the servants, but that was a bold move. That was a bold move because verse 8, Jesus then told them, now draw some out and take it to the master of the banquet. Whoa. Sometimes God asks you to step out, but he asks you to step out in boldness. You're like, Lord, well, give me, I'll do the little miracle. Like, give me like a sniffle or something. Like, you know... (laughs) Stop sneezing in Jesus name, you know, but he, he requires us to take bold moves because that takes faith and that takes trust in him. And so he says, draw from this, bring it to this person. What are you drawing from and who are you taking your miracle to? Thank you. Then we are asked to take a step of faith. We are asked to take a step of faith when it comes to our miracle, and not just our miracle, others. And one of the things that we face is, is the fear, of the thought of what if this doesn't work? But what if it does? What if it does? Because in order for the miracle to operate, I must be obedient. I'm not the healer. I'm just the vessel. I'm just called to lay hands on the sick and it says they shall recover. If we expect to advance in our miracle, we must take action. Faith without works is dead, right Sharon? It's dead. Faith without action, it might say in your version, is dead. In Mark 16, 17 to 18, it says, And these signs will follow those who believe. Believe in what? In his name. They will cast out demons, they will speak with new tongues, and they will take up serpents, and they will drink anything deadly, and it will by no means, say no means, harm them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover God's words. In verse 10, the master said this, everyone brings out the choice wine first. Listen up, couples. And then the cheaper wine after the guests have had too much to drink. But you have saved the best till now. This is the, the final point is, is saving the best for
1: Last.
0: Have you ever noticed this when you're waiting on your miracle that sometimes it's like God comes through at the last minute? But I've come to the realization it's not my time, it's his time. And and he transcends time and space. He spoke it into existence. And I think he's late, but he's never late. He's always right on time. (gasps) we're in, in that season of waiting and learning to trust on and trust in him, my trust grows and it expands. And sometimes it's because he's got more for me and not just for me. Somebody else is waiting for a miracle next to me. He's got more in the works. And meanwhile, well, I'm uh, what I'm worrying about, he's working on, right? What What's the point of worrying anyway? You read Matthew 6. Matthew 6, 34 says... Don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow, worry about itself. It's got enough worry on its own. Why give it more? We know that Romans eight twenty eight says, all things work together for good for those that love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. Jeremiah twenty nine eleven for his plans and purposes are what? Prosper us, not to harm us. Give us a hope. Give us a future. And thank God for Isaiah 55, 8 to 9, because... My thoughts are not his thoughts. Neither are my ways his ways. They're higher. Say higher. Thank God. (laughs) Right? So when I get stuck in my stinking thinking, I can lean into him and realize I might not see a way out, but I know that he sees a way. And I can lean into his word and I can speak it with boldness and I can trust in him with all my heart and lean not in my own understanding and in all ways, someone say always in all ways I'll acknowledge him he promises to make my path straight if I seek first the kingdom of God then all things shall be added unto me I just have to trust in Him and and realize that those that wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. They will rise up on wings like eagles. They will run and walk and not grow weary. That's what I stand on. If I don't stand on the Word, if my miracle isn't built on the Word of God, it's sand. And it'll just sink. I think a tough one is when you hear the Lord saying, don't worry, just wait, just wait. Just wait what God has in store for you. And stop waiting. I know my my mother has been in the process of experiencing miracles every day. For those of you who don't know, she was diagnosed last summer with stage four ovarian cancer. My w- ma- mother is a woman of faith, and she fights not by strength but by the spirit. She fights, and it's tough when you see someone battling. But you got to be able to see the little breakthroughs are the big ones. Whether it's laying my hands on her feet and watching the swelling go down in her legs. Or just the fact that she lights up with joy when I see her, that she still sings and worships and gives glory to God. You see, my mother, she calls the cancer the little C. She says Christ is the big C. And my mother is believing in faith. She says that the way she's believing that it is a process because there's others that still haven't known Jesus that need to see these miracles happen every day. The fact that she is alive, that she's walking and talking and praising the Lord is a miracle every day. The fact that, you know, there's been relationships restored in my mother and father's life. There's been forgiveness and repentance and people coming together in itself is a miracle that has taken place in the midst of the mess. God is still at work. And he's still at work in you. Don't worry. Just wait. The Lord saves his best for last. And he talks about how we have a different order of things sometimes as human beings. and Jesus in two different parables talks about how the first will be last the last will be first one is a rich young ruler that does everything but has a hard time of letting go of finances you know there's, there's certain things that we put first and we think we show up first but God is always waiting on us even though we think we're waiting on him he's waiting on us he loves us he'll never leave us nor forsake us And he always has his best for us. So many times we as just human beings, we tend to give our best in the beginning. It can be the best in the beginning of our relationship to woo the other person. And as time goes on, we fail to give people our best at the end. But it's not too late. You see, Jesus' whole life wasn't just about the destination it was about the journey it was the journey to the cross all those that he spent time with all those that he laid hands on he touched people that no one else would touch he spoke to people he even spat on someone <laughs> so they could receive sight Again, the method where we're like, Jesus, why would you do such a thing? (laughs) Spit in the dirt, rub it on someone's face. Sometimes I think it's just that he wants us to lead more into him, into the message that he has for us instead of our own method. Just trust me. I know it looks a little weird, but trust me, I'm going to do something different. Maybe with the least likely person even. You see, Jesus taught us that there's joy in the journey. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Our strength is made perfect. His strength is made perfect through our weakness. The joy of the Lord is our strength. We can find joy in the journey. As you wait for your miracle, as miracles are already in motion and happening, even if you don't see it on the surface, they're already happening in the heavens. Behind the scenes, God is at work on earth as it is in heaven. He's at work. In James 1, 2 to 3, he says, consider it pure joy. Pure joy. My brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials, many kinds. Because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Perseverance perseverance character in Romans 5 it says in character hope God's not done with you yet and he's not done with showing up see the process is all part of God's plan He doesn't just want to give you his best and then fill you up with something that is cheap for the rest of your time in your relationship with him. So don't settle for less than what you are worth. For God so loved us that he gave his one and only son. That whoever believes, believes. Faith is the evidence of things hoped for yet not seen. Believes. God gave his best so we could experience our best. Jesus said in John ten ten that the thief comes only to steal, steal, kill, and destroy, but I have come so that you might have life to the fullest, more abundantly. Don't let the enemy rob your miracle. One of the ways you let him rob your miracles by letting him get into the most valuable real estate you have in here. You need to take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. And when the worry comes in, you go to the Word. What does the Word say? All things work together for good. What does the Word say? I am His child. I was created in His image that I will be able to do even greater things than what He did. What does His Word say? Miracles are in motion. If you just get one takeaway today that you need to know, because when you invite Jesus to the party, when you invite Jesus in, miracles are already in motion. Even before you speak it, he knows the desires of your heart. Miracles are already in motion. Speaking of miracles, we have some dear friends with us today and I reached out to them earlier this week because the Lord put them on my heart. A couple that we so dearly love, that we look up to, and we've seen Jesus active in their life. That we've got to pray with, and now get to be a party of this journey with them. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, would you stand to your feet and you welcome up a miracle story from Mark and K. Dean? Come on, welcome Mark.
1: Mm.
0: thank you guys for being so bold. You know, I, I I messaged... You can be seated. I messaged them about, you know, if they'd be comfortable with um, us sharing their story or, or them sharing the story. And Kadeen said, yeah, I knew this time was coming. And she said, I, I would like to share it live to everyone. So... Um, well, Mark and Kadeen, tell us. Tell us about one of your latest miracle
2: stories. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us. Earlier this week, we were invited to share a season in our lives that's very close to our hearts. Um, we experienced four miscarriages over the past couple of years, all very devastating to us and very heartbreaking. Um, they left us feeling just a lot of pain and a lot of grief um and the weight of those losses made it very hard for us to process that pain and uh, make sense of why this was happening to us um we found ourselves looking for answers to questions that seemed to have no explanation Um,
3: yeah and and in the midst of our struggles uh we both knew that uh, connecting with the church or reconnecting with the church community would be very important. Um, and it just so happens that I'm going to work and uh, I go to Starbucks and I sit down there and I open my laptop up and Matt and Rudy sitting out next down to beside me. Um, they, they invited us here. Letting go of control was uh, really hard for us. Uh, We desperately wanted to control the process and the outcomes, and especially when it came to conceiving a child. Uh, Surrendering that control was daunting and overwhelming.
2: Um, Despite all those challenges we had went through for about four years, we made the decision as a family to reinvest in our faith. Um, we did that through efforts of connecting with the church, um, making relationships with other believers. Um, we listened to sermons throughout the week over podcasts, um, read our Bible. Uh, we did counseling. And then most importantly, we spoke our faith out loud to our friends and family.
3: As we can... Uh... Continue to invest in our faith and open our hearts up to, to what God has had in store for us, we started to witness, to witness the Holy Spirit working in our lives. And we received the reassurance and um, that we were not alone in our struggles. This is when we began to see God work, uh, tangible uh, evidence of the Holy Spirit uh, in our home and here. I was compelled to get baptised in this church.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, and then after about four years of, of struggling and just going through the, all that pain and grief, we decided to try IVF, um, which was a very difficult decision to make. Um, Because it kind of went against all of our um, faith, that what we thought it was going against all of our faith. So we had it all ready and set to go on a Saturday, and then three days prior, uh, we found out we were pregnant. And then, um, what was kind of exciting was that um, our little Gracie's birthday was going to be on December 25th, which was also very, very cool. Um, and then, wh- while I was pregnant, I felt the willingness to that I wanted to get baptized. I didn't know when, or, but um, I was just sitting in church one day, and I was like, you know, if someone just came and tapped me on the shoulder, I'd probably go down there. Um, but you know, I wasn't going to go down there by myself. So then, like, I'm up sitting there, and then out of the corner of my eye, I see Pastor Matt starting to walk, like, on the other side of the church. I'm like, okay, he's over there. But if he, like, comes over here, I'm going to have to go down there. So he goes out, and I'm like, okay, I don't see him anymore, and then pops up right beside Mark. I'm like, okay, well, I guess I'm going down there today. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh. <laughs> so that was the day I got baptized, and then... Um, Gracie ended up being born on December 21st, and uh, I have a, uh, the daily devotion that my friend had sent me on the day that she was born, so I'm hoping I can just quickly read that. Um, my plan for your life is unfolding before you. Sometimes the road you are traveling seems blocked, or it seems, or it opens up so painfully slowly that you must hold yourself back. Then when the time is right, the way before you suddenly clears through no effort of your own. What you have longed for and worked for, I present to you freely as pure gift. You feel awed by the ease with which I operate in the world and you glimpse my power and my glory. Do not fear your weakness, for it is the stage on which my power and glory perform most brilliantly. As you persevere along the path I have prepared for you, depending on my strength to sustain you, expect to see miracles and you will. Miracles are not always visible to the naked eye, but those who live by faith and can see them clearly, living by faith rather than sight enables you to see my glory.
0: And this was on the day that Gracie was born, December 21st, I see it in your... Yeah, minutes
2: after she was born, my friend sent this to me, and then um, it was just such a beautiful thing to read at the end of our long journey and then we um, a few days later we wanted to look up what grace means in the Bible and the meaning what is favor from God and we did not know that or plan that so it was just very exciting to see that this was always the plan for for us and for her to be here and it was just all on his time we just had to have the willingness like yeah. what he said to be open
0: wow Thank you guys. So I want to share a little bit of behind the scenes of my, a little bit of what I got to witness and be a part of. So um, we have this, as you know, our church is always under renovation. We're just always adding value and kids are dear to our hearts. And I had reached out to Mark one day. He's a man of many skills. And I asked him if he'd help me build the nursery. And he's like, yeah, for sure, man. And we had uh, he had wood delivered and everything and we we're downstairs and we're working on the nursery and then he just opened up to me about this and you guys struggling to have a kid and and I just said, "Hey, man, can I can I pray for you?" And when I prayed for you, the spirit of God hit us both so hard and they won't believe this, but you know, like the sawdust must have been in their eyes or something because we're both just like <laughs> We're a wreck, you know, and I just knew, I knew that I knew, and we just, we prayed over, we didn't know it was going to be Gracie, but we prayed over that child, and that child would be whole and complete, and and that you wouldn't have to worry, and we prayed for peace over you, and then shortly after this, it happened, and here she is, Gracie, little miracle, and, um, you know... What's really significant, too, is you asked if today we could dedicate Gracie. So let's welcome up baby Gracie and the family. And let's do that right now together. And Lennox,
1: of course. Yeah. So good. Handsome big brother beautiful baby sister. so good baby Gracie everybody (laughs) The miracle story and her big brother well we just want to take a, a page from the story about Samuel and you know Hannah in the Bible she was unable to have a baby and she prayed to the Lord for a long time you know and she had some friends that had babies on and all around her and just kind of a reminder of like God my prayer like hear my prayer And God did answer her prayer and she had said to the Lord she said you know if you grant me this prayer I will give him back to you and to serve you all the days of his life so in first Samuel 1 verse 28 it says specifically that I prayed for this child and God gave me what I asked for and now I dedicate him to God he's dedicated to God for life so in that same way just as Hannah dedicated Samuel and also, as Joseph and Mary presented Jesus to God, these parents want to follow that example today by presenting and dedicating Gracie to the Lord by the power of the Holy Spirit. So in Jesus' name, we bless this time of dedication and promise. Amen. All right. I'm just going to continue to just pray some blessing, and then I'm going to ask just a, a couple questions to you and to you. I'm going to read this prayer. Father God, we thank you for this precious gift that you have given us. We dedicate and present her back to you. We ask and pray that you grant us the love, grace, wisdom, and strength to raise her to fulfill the destiny and purpose you have given her. And do you, Mark and Kadeen, promise to train Gracie up to love and follow God and to fulfill the destiny and purpose that he has given to her? By God's grace, do you promise to do your best for her? Awesome. All right. And do you as a church family promise to love and support Mark and Katie as they raise Gracie to fulfill God's destiny and purpose by God's grace? And do you promise to do your best for them? Yes, thank you. (laughs) All right. Well, dear Father, as you have heard the dedication of Gracie May and the promises of these parents and this amazing church family, and friends, we pray for your grace on all of us to fulfill these promises and vows. We pray that Gracie grows up to follow you and to give you glory. Thank you, Jesus, for your protection, your provision, and your blessing on this family. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Sorry.
0: All right. All right. Why don't you stand with us? You know, going back to the story uh, with Jesus' first miracle, I think what's more important than focusing on the wine is to focus on the winemaker, okay, Jesus. It all started with Jesus being invited into a situation and given permission to move. And if you're here today or you're watching online and you haven't invited Jesus in situation, to your mass, to your celebration, I'd encourage you right here, right now to do so. You know, Jesus was challenged by many people, a lot of which were religious on his methods. And Jesus spent time with people, as I mentioned before, that they wouldn't spend time with. And because he spent time with his people, they even called him things like a drunkard, even though he wasn't. But he came for you and he came for me. And while we were still sinners, he died for us. He knows what you're going through. And more importantly, he knows what you're called to. And we're all called to his grace. It is by grace that we are saved so that none can boast. So I would encourage you to invite him into your heart and into your life right now in this moment and receive the miracle maker and receive your miracle. That's the greatest miracle is a miracle of salvation. Paul said in Romans 10 verse 9, if we believe in our heart, confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, believe in our heart that God the Father raised His Son from the grave, that we will be saved. And I want to lead you through a prayer doing just that. Whether you're praying this prayer for the first time or you're coming back to Him to do so with your whole heart. just just pray after me, say dear Jesus, I invite you in. I know I've messed up. I know that I have sinned and I'm asking for your forgiveness. I believe I believe that you died for me and I believe that you rose from the grave. Giving you permission. Come into my heart. Be Lord over my life. I'm ready to turn from my way of doing things. And I'm turning to you. I'm ready. I'm ready to receive my miracle. In Jesus' name. Amen. Just stay in the moment, eyes closed. I just want to respect this this moment. You can just feel a a heaviness, but you can feel a peace. And that peace is Jesus. He offers a peace that the world cannot give. A peace that surpasses all understanding. And if you receive that peace, if you receive the Prince of Peace, who's Jesus, into your life, whether it be for the first time, where you're coming back to him right now, would you just give me a thumbs up in the room? All heads are bowed, eyes are closed. Say, Pastor, us me, yes. Right on. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Well, God's not done. Um, we're gonna continue to give you a next step. And the next step that you heard of was baptism. And God's calling you out. He's calling you out to be fully in, fully immersed. That's what the word baptism means, to be fully immersed, all in. To leave aside the old self and to step into something new. Because in the water, it represents when he went to the grave and it says, when you are baptized, you are baptized with Christ. And when you come up out of the water, it says that you are resurrected with Christ. The old is gone, the new has come. And that might be one of the biggest bold moves that you ever make is stepping forward and saying, I'm going to follow you, Lord. I'm all in. I'm all in for you. And if you'd like to do that, or if you have any questions about that, we don't make it difficult for people that want to step in. Just come forward. Just come forward. And as we worship, I'm just gonna ask the house team, could you just dim the lights a little bit? Thank you. As we worship, if you need to receive a miracle, where I asked you before if you had a miracle that you needed, or if you knew someone that needed a miracle, you put your hand up. This time, would you put your hand up for him? Would you reach out to him? Just put your hand up right now if you need a miracle or you know somebody. If you came with somebody and your hand is not on them right now, put your hand on them right now. Touch them right now. What you touch, God touches. If two or more shall agree, shall agree, it shall be done. Whatever they agree upon shall be done according to his will. It shall be done. When two or more are gathered together, that he is there in the midst of you, right here. He's there. He's there. I'm believing, I'm believing, I'm believing pain, out, anxiety, out, depression, out, cancer, out, you have no place in here, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, 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 in heaven we are whole, in heaven there's no sickness or disease. Lord, we stand on your word. Lord, we believe right now. Chronic back pain and headaches, gone in Jesus' name. That poverty mentality, gone in Jesus' name. Those thoughts that keep haunting you that are not of you, gone in Jesus' name. Anxiety, gone in Jesus' name. As we worship you, some of you are going to actually feel a hand on you, another hand on you. Some of you are going to feel something flow through your body. You're going to feel a warmth right now if somebody's touching you. God is on the move. God is on the move. Miracles are in motion as we worship you now. Let's worship God. Thank you for tuning in today, and thank you for continuing to partner with us and for giving
3: so generously to this ministry.